Get Up Nation. I hope you're enjoying the Get Up Nation podcast on www.anchor.fm. As a podcast host on over 20 platforms, I really enjoy how easy it is to use Anchor, how Anchor makes everything I need available in one place for free, accessible on your smartphone or desktop computer. Go to www.anchor.fm now. In case you didn't know, Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit each episode. If you're concerned about the distribution of your hard work, don't sweat it because Anchor takes care of that too. If you're considering becoming a podcaster, I would highly recommend Anchor as your choice to begin sharing your content with the world. Get Up Nation. My name is Ben Biddick. I am the creator and host of the Get Up Nation podcast, where I serve individuals, organizations, and societies to develop and sustain resilience and perseverance. I'm the co-author of Get Up, The Art of Perseverance with former Major League Baseball player Adam Greenberg. The Get Up Nation podcast is brought to you in partnership with GotYour6Coffee.com, where Navy veteran Eric Hadley is committed to serving first responders, veterans, and their families through a variety of nonprofit organizations. No stranger to adversity, Eric has fused necessity of coffee with his passion for public service. You're already purchasing coffee. Why not empower your coffee with purpose? Why not purchase coffee that not only has your six, but also has the backs of those who don a uniform of service for our communities and great country. Learn more about Eric and his freshly roasted award-winning coffee at gotyoursixcoffee.com. Recently, I had the honor and privilege of speaking with Lucy Mitchell, the co-founder and current CEO of Life Flip Media. This amazing company has connected me with some of the most insightful, intelligent, passionate, knowledgeable, and successful people in the country. When Lucy isn't working at Life Flip, she also serves as a health and wellness coach and blogger. She serves clients to end emotional eating patterns, especially during times of stress. She also is a direct representative for the brand Zaya Activewear. I'm happy to present to Get Up Nation our timely discussion on family adaptability and resilience during COVID-19 pandemic. Lucy, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. Absolutely. The last time we talked, we really focused on the importance of family as we seek to adapt to the significant changes in our world over the last few months. Uh, you're not just a highly successful business owner, you're also a wife and mother, and these roles are sacred and profound for you. Uh, will you share a little bit about how you're navigating the challenges of social distancing and increased isolation while keeping your family and your business healthy, productive, and strong? I'd love to say lots of Chardonnay, but <laughs> for another conversation. You know, it's interesting, at least for me, I mean, I do have my master's degree in education. There was a short period of my life where I thought I wanted to be a teacher. And then I said, no, I don't want anybody to tell me how to teach. These children all have individualistic needs. And look at where we're at now. Apparently, I might have to teach. <laughs> and then I sat back and I still don't want to do it. Because one is a sophomore in high school and one is a, uh, what, what is he's a seventh grader in middle school. I don't even understand their math. <laughs> so I decided to, for what I did in, what, what I did in my household and what I've kind of, my message that I've sent to a lot of my mom friends, as well as just my online community is pump the brakes, mm -hmm. roll it back, take a deep breath, yeah. have some tea, 
You are not all of a sudden, as I call it, teacher mommy. You are mom first, okay? And that's what our children need right now. They need to understand that what they are used to, we, you know, I say we all have our, our roles in life. We, we know as parents, we are to get up. If we want to get up before our kids, we have our coffee, we read the news, we, we get things, get things going. Our children know, get up, they brush their teeth. They have the routine. They put on their clothes, they tie their shoes, they get on the bus, they go to school overnight. Literally that was taken from them with no valid explanation. And it was left to us as parents who are also trying to navigate in a world where what is our closest pandemic that we have to relate this to? I think somebody's saying the Spanish flu and I mean, somebody was pulling up pictures from the 1800s. And, okay, we're not all getting off of boats here. Let's, <laughs> I mean, even, even when we were dealing with the bird flu and when we were dealing with the um, an N1H1, it, I feel like it wasn't necessarily, at least what I could recall, not on this level. I don't recall as a, even a younger child, my mom and dad, not me not going to school, me not, um, me having to wear a mask or gloves. I mean, my daughter and my husband the other day for driving lessons left the house in masks. Mm -hmm. And I sat there and it's just like I sat in my chair and I was like, did I even prepare my children to tell them right now, this is what they have to do and why? And I think that that's what's most, you know, most important is to like, we need to take 10 steps back and we need to stop and make sure we understand why we're having to do right now. And then how do we edge like logically and emotionally connect with our children to get them to understand that. And then we also need to effectively reach out to our um, administration of, you know, the district and the teachers and, and have some grace and understand that the teachers are literally crying in their living rooms, that they are not around their students. Yeah. I've gotten so many emails. We just got a, an email from my son's middle school and my husband said, don't watch it right before you're going to go on this podcast because you're going to cry. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not going to be a good look. Mm -hmm. They're equally as hurting. Mm -hmm. And, and there's hot crisis hotlines for children. It's being sent to, if you're being abused by your parents, if you're hungry, like this is so much bigger than me printing out a worksheet and saying, okay, I'm going to teach you how to do this math. Yeah. No, there's right. the emotional and the mental, um, and the, even the spiritual aspect that needs to be connected first. And that's what I have tried to focus. I've been very vocal of, nope, I'm not signed up to be a teacher. That's, that's where we're at in this. And now they are starting their education next week. Mm -hmm. And I've sat them both down. I'm like, y'all's got this good. You got this. Yeah, we got it. Because I don't know what the little number above the letter and why it plus two and the thing, I can't help you. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Novel closed, so I can't even go get a book. So. <laughs> it is. It's a foreign language. I, you know, I just scratch my head at the and they're they're just doing it, and I'm like, I'm glad you know how to do it because I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so a button. We're gonna make some bread. I'm a checkbook. I'm gonna life. I mean, I can teach you that stuff. And if it's World War II, Vietnam, Gulf War, go to your father. He's got that. I slept during history. That was class down from zero period. I was still asleep. How is it that I married a veteran? And I'm like, nope. It's in the past. It's history. It's in the past. I didn't, it's in the past. It's not matter to me. <laughs> 
Uh, as, as you know, Lucy, here at GetUp Nation, we're really focused on helping people develop and sustain resilience. And it's exactly for, you know, times like this, when we're challenged, when we're trying to orient ourselves to a new normal, when we may be uncomfortable or anxious about all the unknowns that are happening. Um, I, I, I just think about how vital it is to transform our fear and anxiety, right? Especially as parents and, and dealing with children who are facing this as well to transform that into strength, the bonds that you're talking about with the family where you're not just, you know, helping them memorize some things at school, you're looking at the greater issues that they're, they're getting rocked by changes in their structure, their uh, unprecedented amounts of change where they're not able to see their friends, their world has been interrupted, as you've said. And so to develop that resilience, that bonding between parents where you're talking about you're baking bread together, you're doing these activities together, you're trying to stick to somewhat of a routine that, that is somewhat normal or was normal, you know, a few months ago. How are those bonds being formed for you? How are you being strategic about that to help your children really have that sense of comfort and uh, manage that anxiety that, that's natural to happen in times like this? I think what's important, I mean, first to realize that what was normal is no longer normal, at least right now. And we're all establishing a sense of normal. I mean, one thing that I've always wanted to do with my kids was have family game night. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, one's on a phone, one's with friends, one husband's over here, one wife is over here. Well, we have all of a sudden developed this amazing love for Mexican rain. My mother-in-law introduced us. We bought it on Amazon and like three times a week, we are playing an epic game of Mexican train. Like that was something I always wanted to be normal and has now become a new normal for us. We also have a very competitive game of Jenga going. Like (laughs) it is on our dining room table and it is my turn and they set me up every single time. But it's, it's like things like that where it's like everybody, the electronics that like, don't turn on the news. My kids don't have Facebook. My daughter probably has Snapchat and she only takes pictures of her ball. I don't know what that means, but I did look it up and it doesn't mean anything bad. So it's fine. Um, and that's how her way to connect with her friends. Um, we are scheduling a drive by this weekend. I'm going to put the kids in the car. We're going to do drive bys on the friends' houses and just, you know, nice. and that's not normal. Right. Normal right. Do, not those kind of drive bys, but <laughs> I mean, but it's like, I can't give you what you want. Yeah. So let's see what I can give you. And they're happy with it. Whereas before it would have been like, what? (laughs) Now they're like, cool. Like we went out to lunch Mm -hmm. and had sandwiches in the car. (laughs) But it was like, we all sat in dad's truck and we got, you know, turkey sandwiches, deli sandwiches. And it was kind of, it was fun in a sense. And it's like a month ago, a month and a half ago, this would have been like, why are we eating in the car? Why are we, you know? So I think I I just did a post about this, about um, finding new ways uh, to, to keep that, your stress levels down and to find a new sense of normalcy. And one of the ones I thought was really um, was those, I can never see the word, but it's a charcuterie board or the, you know, those stupid yep. boards with all the cheese and it's yep. just de- create a new board with only what you have in your refrigerator and cabinets or pantry, you know, yeah. that could be really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> 
not prepared. When you don't have specialty meat and cheeses, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it's like my daughter tried to make crepes, like video chat. She got her phone and there's all of her friends and they looked up the recipe. My daughter did not have flour. She, she tried to use coconut flour. You cannot use coconut flour to make crepes. You learned the hard way. <laughs> you know, that's not, that's not a normal, but it's the new normal. Right, right. My son right now is on a Zoom call with all of his classmates. Yeah. Um, in his humanities class. The, the teacher said, we don't officially start till Monday, but I want us to have a fun fact Friday. Mm. Everybody log in. And I can slightly hear him laughing. Yeah. That like, gives me the tingles. Like, okay. Yeah. You know, it's, so I think that's, that's really what it's about right now. Mm-hmm. And I honestly want these things to continue. The virus can go right. where we all want it to go. Yeah, yeah. But taking the negative and turning it into something positive, that could actually be really good for the family. And I'm not to say that there hasn't been tears. Sure. Oh, yeah. Right. I cry all the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, has to, it has to be an honest acceptance of the reality. It can't be just, you know, like I'm living in a, you know, butterflies and, and, you know, bunnies running around and everything's fine. That's, that's, you know, detrimental to our mental health, but to really accept it, but to really be proactive and strategic about saying, well, I'm not going to let this run me. I'm not going to let this ruin everything. What can I do? And, uh, you know, I I was talking this week with a leader of a local mental health agency that's, that's serving uh, a few counties here in in the state that I live in. And um, he was talking about how our bodies have a fight, flight, or freeze response when we encounter danger, when we encounter crisis. And if we aren't intentional about decreasing the stress with relaxation and really being intentional about it, you know, gratitude practices, meditation, exercise, other coping skills, uh, we can find ourselves in that heightened state where we're like hypervigilant, where our sympathetic nervous system is all ramped up. And that takes a toll on us. It decreases our immune system. It gets in the way of us being healthy uh, and fighting off you know, viruses, and it becomes an impediment to wellness. And you, you, you know, who focus so much on wellness, how are you finding ways to manage your personal stress and the stress of your family? What are the things that you're doing together that when you do have those tears, when you do, when those emotions do come and go, how are you navigating that? And how are you finding success in, in helping your children to get through? One thing I didn't know that I, there was actually a label for it, and I utilized this, like my oldest son, is um, his birthday's coming up. It's going to be a great birthday, social distancing and all, but he's going to be 23 years old on the 17th, and I've been doing this with since he was little, um, and it's actually called breath work, mm-hmm. but um, basically what it is is, and I used to call it just Lamaze breathing, but <laughs> <laughs> apparently when those emotions are really high and you cannot control which way they're going to go is, is just taking five deep breaths in and five deep breaths out mm-hmm. and just really concentrating on your breath. And if you're haven't calmed down, you do it again. And I, I look at my children and even myself and even my husband, if it's just, everything is just overwhelming. Um, I'm just like, we're going to take a deep breath. Yeah. And they know, because I've done this with all of them when they were throwing tantrums, all the things. No. And I'd look them in the eye, grab them, and i just look them in the eye and just deep breath in, deep breath out. And when they focus and the voice is calm, Mm -hmm. the whole body, like everything kind of just relaxes, the shoulders drop. Now they're not focusing on what they're upset about, but they're focusing more on their breath. The blood pressure goes down, the heart rate goes down, everything goes, you know, way down. 
The other thing that we do is meditation. My youngest son really can't get into it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> He's 13. <laughs> but I do try. I'm like, just lay here. Yeah. Even if it's just five minutes. Yeah. Just to give our brains a moment to just focus on pretty birds and butterflies mm -hmm. or whatever the lady is talking about. Yeah. Um, I, I personally, every single morning, I try to at least do a 10 minute meditation, a morning meditation. And there's so many free apps. I mean, Peloton yeah. is a free app. There's uh, meditate.me is a free app. You yeah. could go on YouTube and listen um, to uh, meditations. You could just turn on, um, you could sit in silence yeah. and do a an, an inward meditation. Um, you can also do journaling. I tell my kids, this is a pivotal time to really journal yeah, because you're going to look absolutely. at this a year from now, five years from now, when you're with your children mm -hmm. and pull out this journal. And I'm not saying journal negative what's going on and the, all the bad things, mm -hmm. but just journaling and just in general how you're feeling or, or whatnot. And then you can look back on this. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's really good because it gets it out of your mind and out of the insights and outward yeah. um, because it is so true it's like you just want to it's that fight or flight like i can't fix this so i'm going to run for the hills and you just hone it back in because what i find too is like well if i can't fix it then how do i fix these emotions i'm going to eat my emotions i'm going to drink my emotions i'm right. going to fight with my emotions or i'm going to suck them all in and then the darkness is going to come in right right absolutely yeah, that's that's great insight into into dealing with this. And um, you know, outside what I was talking, you mentioned it too, is that you focus on helping your clients break patterns of emotional eating. Um, and we're increasingly isolated here in our homes, right by our refrigerators. We're uh, looking for activities to do because there's increased boredom at times. We're not used to finding new activities yet. How can people manage their stress in ways that are healthy instead of eating out of boredom or for comfort? I think. The, first of all, give yourself grace. Yeah. You know, I could sit here and say, well, you don't want to do that. You want to get all the organic produce delivered to your house and you want to make sure that you're eating all the right things and to make sure your bowl looks like a salad. I have the time I'm talking about drinking a bottle of wine in my closet. Okay. <laughs> None of us signed up for this. Okay. I'm supposed to be getting ready to go to Mexico in two weeks. That didn't happen. Right, right. Okay. Number one. Give yourself grace. Yeah. I get it. I have got a jar of Tostitos queso that is calling my name. <laughs> I don't even have I haven't touched it. <laughs> but doesn't mean I'm not going to heat that sucker up today. It's right. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of health and wellness coaches that are going to maybe listen to this and be like, no, not the <laughs> But am I going to gain 50 pounds and have a heart attack? No, I'm just giving myself grace. But I'm also having a balanced breakfast, making sure that I am when I do go to the grocery store or have my groceries. Like, what's more important is that, A, you're keeping everything sanitized and cleaned, all right? Yeah. Like, whatever you get, wash it, sanitize it, clean it. When you pick it up from the grocery store, that's most important. That's going to keep you healthy and safe. And then after kids want Dorito filled sandwiches, eat it. And then the next day, have a big bowl of salad with every color of the rainbow yeah. in there and 
and understand that this is not a normal thing that we're experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and understand the, the most importantly too is understanding the emotions behind. And if you can understand why am I reaching for this right now, attack that emotion first. Hmm. Don't eat it first, but attack like, okay, wait, am I hungry? Mm-hmm. Or am I trying to mask an emotion? I see. What is that emotion? Is it fear? Because it, it's not so much the virus, it's the fear that's going to get us. Then, then figure out what the fear is, write it out, journal it out, pray about it, talk to someone, call up your girlfriend, do, do something about that. Um, I, and if it's, if it's boredom, okay, your stomach doesn't need something right now, so have a big glass of water, lemon water, because lemon water is going to boost your immune system. It's going to give you something flavorful. It's going to mask the, it's going to trick your brain into, no, you don't really need that. And then pick up a book, hmm. jog around your house. Hmm. And then if it's just because, gosh darn it, I've done all the other things and I've worked out and I had my salad, then have the queso and you're going to be fine. I wanted to touch on too here, how children have a, interact with their parents and what they perceive. They perceive things at a, at a deep level. They're, they're newer to the world. They are more vulnerable. They pay attention to their parents' behavior and really rely on, on navigating their world largely based on how their parents interact with the world. So as they pay attention to adults' reactions to frightening or disturbing news, their ability to regulate their emotions is very connected uh, with their parents. What ways do you, are, in what ways are you open with your children about the realities of, of this world, but also communicating it in a way that's, that meets them where they're at developmentally. So, it, you know, to prevent un, unnecessary anxiety, to prevent unnecessary fear. How are you strategic about sharing troubling information with them and keeping them resilient? I think for our household, it's a little tricky because we do work in the media. So, <laughs> you know, my husband, um, Eric Mitchell, his office is upstairs, his studio is upstairs, nine times out of 10, where all of a sudden he's going, I'm going on the news. And he's <laughs> running out, business up top, shorts on the bottom. and <laughs> Yeah, I saw he was in sweats. That He had sweats the other day. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I need to get him some, some fun shorts and like pajama sweat bottoms, like with different designs and everything to kind of keep it, you know, fun and interesting. But... <laughs> That's, that's their life. They understand it. My, my daughter actually wants to go into journalism. Nice. Um, she, the, so for her, she's actually like, she'll stand outside and like, listen, and she's very in tune and aware and they're older. So for our household, it's a little bit different, but we are like when we had to do the masks, like my son wanted to go for a bike ride and I was like, okay, honey, here's your mask. And he was like, what? <laughs> It's not airborne. And I was like, I know you've been in there playing a gosh knows what for like five days straight, but we don't know what it is. So yeah. I'd like to keep you around for a really long time. Just do this for mommy. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, and it'll look really cool. We'll bedazzle it. Horns we'll on it. I don't care. And I don't care if other people look at you because all that matters is that you come home safe to mommy and that you're healthy. Okay. Is that all right? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the report we have. If he was five years old, it, it might be different. Again, it's communicating with your child in a level that they're going to understand. Do you want to sit there with a five-year-old and say, a million people so far have caught this virus and 
20 some odd thousand have died? Probably not. Right. <laughs> um, you would be more of the mindset of like all those times that we've talked about washing our hands. This is very important yeah. because this is how, you know, we get sick and we don't want to get sick right now. And, and this is like, we're all grounded until everybody's better. Yeah. It's, it's under, it's talking to them in a language that they're going to understand. Sure. And then it's going to, to freak them out. And I know that there's tons of information and there's tons of articles and there's probably tons of Dr. Spock's out there that could for your child's age range, um, help you best relate this. Yeah. Um, and again, what they're most concerned about is why they can't play with their friends. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that might be what you want to focus on instead of what this pandemic is doing, you know, elsewhere. But yeah. I mean, like I said, for our household, it's a, I have a time limit where it's like, nope, we ain't talking about it anymore. We're done. Right. Right. We're not, we're, we're talking about anything else, but that <laughs> it started up at 6am or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise it becomes this looming, epic, never ending uh, depressing kind of thing and it, it saps your power out of you. And so to say, to say that in the, face, the space of your family, you know, zone, okay, no more, no more here right now. It's just family time. It's us. We're here. We're okay. We're healthy. Enough of the doom and gloom. It's time to just focus on, like you were saying, but now the, if you need to, you, you take a deep breath and let's just have a little break from all that and just think of what we can do. And that's one that concept frequently comes up, you know, is what can we do? What can't we do? And if we focus on what we can do, then we can make plans. The plans might be different than what we were used to. You do a drive, you know, drive by to the friends' houses and things like that. But it may that, not either. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's just, it becomes, you know, it becomes more creative. It becomes a bonding experience. And, and I wonder, you know, as the intensity of the situation decreases, they may look back to this time uh, as it often happens to really miss that closeness that was there. When, when we're up against something, we kind of form those bonds that when times are going well, like you said, you know, the, the idea of doing something with the family, it was like, no, I, I want to play on my phone or whatever it is. And we really miss these times and it's a huge opportunity where you can really make lifelong memories. Like you were saying, the journaling of this time, these are, these are moments that they're going to tell their children about. And to really be proactive about making this a positive experience, as positive as possible, and as safe as possible, just really respect uh, your commitment to that and how you're caring for your family. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with people? Get Up Nation is a, a global network of positive people who are seeking to create positive impact by being resilient. And there's a lot of people who are facing a lot of challenges in this group and in this network. Is there anything that you'd like to share with, with the people in, in this audience? Well, I think, first of all, I mean, like I've said throughout, you know, the show is just giving yourself, number one, just to give yourself grace. You know, this is, this is new. Just like we are developing or we are coming up with new ways of living our lives while dealing with this, we're also going to have to deal with new ways of when we come out of it. Right. It's, just stop and think about it. It's not like we're just going to come out of our houses and just be like, embracing everybody there's gonna be still that sense of hesitation and fear right because when I, mean, I think about it on the daily is there somebody who's the power that be that's gonna be all good right that's a good point you're ungrounded go like <laughs> yeah. it's it's still so much of the unknown right. and so 
I, I like to tell everybody, kudos if you have made it this far. Yeah. You, have, you, haven't, you haven't played hide and seek from your child and never came out. Hmm. You've come out, you're doing a good thing. Yeah. And you're, and you're still cooking and you're still, you know, keeping the family alive and you're still married and, and you're just taking it one day, you know, at a time. Yeah. I know for us, you know, as Lifelit Media, our, our goal right now is to still help be that voice um, for, you know, small businesses. I know right now that we are, um, you can reach out to us and we are going to help you in any way possible to get your voice heard um, and help share your story, especially in how this virus is affecting your business. I know that's really huge. There's a lot of businesses that have closed or they've had to modify or they've had to lay off a lot of, you know, their employees and, and whatnot. And it's like getting your story out there and we want to be able to help you with that. So, um, please reach out to us through Twitter or Instagram or our Facebook, and we would love to chat with you and, you know, see how our services can help you, um, you know, even if it's just offering coaching services or whatnot, so that, you know, you don't feel that you're lost and hopeless and don't have a voice. Um, and then, you know, and family-wise, it's just, I, I, sometimes I sit and think about right now, this time in how I'm spending it with my children reminds me of literally how I grew up. Mm. We had regular TV, mm. cable, yeah, no internet, mm -hmm. cell phones. What were those? That was were like something I think we saw on Miami Vice in the car and it was just like, or somebody had a big purse and it was like they were on Wall Street or whatever in the movies. Like yeah. we built forts out of our couches. Yeah. We, built piles of leaves. God, there's so much probably dog poop in those piles of leaves that we jumped in and out of. But, but it was great. <laughs> we drank from the hose, okay? <laughs> None of this Voss water crap. We drank from the hose. That's, that, this is, it's like we've gone back to the 80s right now. I mean, <laughs> as long as the fashion doesn't go back, I'm fine with it. But it was, it's family game night, TV dinners. Moms don't want to cook a lot. What's coming? I'm telling you, I don't, all the TV dinners are out of the freezer at the grocery store. Somebody's eating the Hungry Man's. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's taking it back to like those old American values, I think, right now, because that's all we have left. Yeah. And I think that that's important. Unplug, disconnect, and reconnect with your family. Because you're going to realize when this is all over, you still want to keep doing that. Yeah. And that's the thing that's going to give you the chills. That's the thing that's the, going to make you think, do I have a fever? No. Right. You don't got the, you don't got the coronavirus. You got the family virus. You got the love virus. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that's what I think maybe Mother Earth was trying to send a message of, of like, you know what? Y'all need to get, somebody had said that. I know it wasn't really how this whole thing started, but <laughs> it's kind of like maybe this is just a little life lesson for all of us to just yeah. reconnect. Yeah, I think that's great insight. Lucy, I always end the show with six quick questions to help my listeners understand the why within my phenomenal guests. And will you run through these six quick questions with me? Okay. All right. Who are you thankful for today? Um, honestly, I am thankful for my father. Mm. He's no longer with us, but he uh, gave me my great sense of humor, my <laughs> hard working work ethic. Mm and my love for a good leaf pile. <laughs> nice. 
And now that we've covered who you're thankful for today, what are you thankful for today? Um, I am thankful for my health and I'm most thankful for my family's health. How do you fuel the fire within you? Well, I'd say coffee, but I gave that up in January. So, wow. <laughs> I know, crazy, right? Um, I feel, honestly, I just, I've always had a passion. I'm an Enneagram too, which is a helper. If you don't know the Enneagram, totally look it up, figure out what your number is. It'll give you a huge, deep insight to who you are and how you work. But I'm a number two and I'm a helper and that is really fuels my fire. I just want to help as many people as possible. What is one thing adversity has taught you to value? Um, my resilience, I think. I have been knocked down a lot of times in life and I've gotten right back up, bounce back. So I think that that's, uh, can't keep a, you can't keep a, a strong woman down. And what are you doing today you may have never thought you could? Uh, I am, this is my third podcast I've ever been on, so. Nice. Oh, third time's the charm. <laughs> uh, let's see, and then what will you do tomorrow you may have never thought you could? I'd say run a marathon, but I'm not gonna do that. Um, I don't know, that might be the hardest question of all of them because I'm one of those where I just kind of wake up and just fly by the seat of my pants. Yeah. Uh, maybe not touch my face so much. <laughs> How can people learn more about you? Um, uh, they can go to my website, lucymitchell.com and uh, they can go to my Instagram where my stories are always hilarious at Lucy and that's with an IE, not a Y. Uh, dot E dot Mitchell.